This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. There's no way to sugarcoat it. That fucking sucked. What was once a promising season ends in heartbreak as the Sixers lose Game 7 at home to the fucking Atlanta Hawks, who will now play the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. To be honest with you, I'm pretty numb to it because I thought we were toast after game five. I think that's really when they showed who they really were. But it is what it is, which is the most embarrassing Philly sports playoff moment in history, at least in my opinion. Dave and JB will join me to discuss the game, the series, and the entire season. And we will also talk about where we go from here, mostly about Ben Simmons. So with all that being said, here is First Name Dane. to unfortunately the end of the season edition of Sixers group therapy where we will never be fully done with the Sixers because we are in way too deep I am your host Alex Wynn aka Nuge unfortunately no June Juan today again but the rest of the crew is with me today first we have someone who I hope has some trade ideas for us and that is Vlade Divac aka Dave the Baco how are you buddy I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. I'm fine. I don't have any trade ideas. However, shout out to B Smith, uh, Brandon Smith on Twitter, coming with the heat in the last 10 minutes. We're just before the pod, a couple, a couple interesting ones. We should dive into that. One of them uh, closely resembling an idea that uh, the pod's very own June one threw at us like a month ago. And uh, <laughs> we said, well, you know what I'm talking about too. We'll I, get I to do. it. I'm excited. I do. We'll, 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 touch, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah, we'll get to that part when we go, uh, when we talk about where do we go from here. And That's last it. but not least, we have Ben Simmons shooting coach, JB Mudbones. How are you, buddy? Uh, I broke my laptop the same night at Veloc, so or mentally and financially broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Before we get started, we got a new review to read. Uh, it's uh, – Nice and short, quick to the point. It is by Jada Mo 42 titled Nights, Nice Sixers Pod. Guys crack me up, have good chemistry, and an enjoyable listen. Five stars. So oh, Jade? thank you for that. Yeah, I, I think so. Who's that? It is Jade. I think it's Jade. Uh, our high school Jade, in, uh, Jade? Yeah, yeah, over oh, in uh, wow. Utah. Jad- <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the, only, the only Jade I've ever met in my life? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think nice. me too as well. Uh, I saw her yeah. tweeting about hey, uh, Rudy Gobert, how he's seven feet tall and had zero blocks in that game six that decided <laughs> their fate of the season. So sorry, Jade. Rudy Gobert is a fraud. We've always we've always said that on this podcast, but Donovan Mitchell's kind of dope. But anyway, uh, guys, we're just gonna come out right with it. Game seven. The Sixers dropped it to Atlanta and losing the series at home in South Philly, 103 to 96. Just give me your impressions of the game. Uh, for me personally, it just never felt like a win. It was just one of those vibes that I got early on. Dave, we'll start with you. How was game seven for you? Ugh. Yes, sir. That's my that's my analysis. No, <laughs> it's uh I mean, fuck, man. We knew we we could. Look, we're actually yeah, – I'm going – fuck it. I'm going full-blown ego trip this episode. We knew – we always knew this was going to happen. It's documented <laughs> that we have 33 podcasts recorded where we talk about this exact scenario. We took shit. We were right, just like we were right about the process. I'm going full gloat. We knew this was going to fucking happen. Um, you know, and it's uh, – I blamed Elton Brand last podcast, and I, I stick by that. As, as bad as Ben was and uh, – I can't believe what I saw that quote that you posted reposted on our, on our oh, podcast God. Instagram story. Is that real? Yes. He it's did real. That? He said it was that? from he um, looked at someone and said, how many assists did I have? 
Yeah, you know what? It was from the Your Own Weitzman article today. It just came out with a little profile on Ben Jesus Simmons. Christ. Uh, that's the guy he wrote taking to the top. And uh, what Dave's uh-huh. referring to is, yeah, he, they were asking about his poor performance in the playoffs. And he, I guess he asked an official how many assists he had. And then he asked someone how, uh, what was uh, Trey Young's shooting percentage? Yeah, it was really well, awful. He'll never, it was he'll like never change. watching it live. And he, as the guy was finishing, or girl, I forget who asked the question, as they were finishing getting the question off, he was like, interrupting it to talk to whoever was next to him about a stats. Now, granted, it can't be fun to just get up there and get your ass torn apart. Like you're going to want to naturally defend yourself a bit, but it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was, uh, we knew, we knew it was going to, we knew that, I mean, see again, like my thing is like, if they just, if they put the right pieces around him, at least he impacts the game in other ways. At least he could be like, you know, some the craziest version of Draymond Green ever, which is still really good. Draymond Green's a championship player that won titles, but like, you know, he's so grossly miscast. And you factor in that he got the Fultz, Fultz disease. Like that does that's not helping his case either. I mean, we're really, what the fuck is going on? I mean, do we really have to run through this again? I know you and June, I think you and June did it on an episode when I wasn't there where you guys like went through all the weird things that have happened in the last eight years. And it's like, come on, man. Like really both number one overall picks have like the yips or like are afraid to shoot. Like back years. (laughs) What is that? That's not a normal thing that happens. Can he be a super Draymond green? Like I saw someone on Twitter, like that was what I gave up on him being LeBron Gave up on him being Magic Johnson, and that's being a bit facetious. Those are, like, some of the best players ever. And then we were kind of just like, all right, well, he could be super Draymond. But he doesn't even show any glimpse of that. Like, sure, he gets a rebound and pushes oh. out, but that's about it. He doesn't, like, command the other four players on the court. He doesn't, like – I don't know. Maybe I get uh, hung up on, like, the lack of, lack of vocal leadership from all of our players except Toby. It's just, Everybody, like yeah. – once something goes against us, it just seems like we, as a collective five, are just demoralized. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he have to to get them to get anything out of him at this point. I mean, he, I mean, he's broken right now. So it's like it's even hard for me to say that if the right pieces were around him. But we saw it his uh, first year. I mean, with uh, I mean, we saw the inexplicable summer league highlights that keep going around Twitter, where he's pulling up from mid range and knocking it down. And he was taking all these jump shots. I don't know what happened to that. But then his first year when Embiid broke his face and it was him on the court with Redick, Dario, Bellinelli, and Covington. And he's just surrounded by snipers and he could, you know, that worked. That was fun. We won a first round playoff series with that. And, uh, you know, I don't know, dude. It's fucking unbelievable. I can't believe this shit. I can believe this shit because we said it was going to happen and it happened. So, um, I don't know. It's crazy. I can't believe it. Hopefully, I I hope, I hope, uh, uh, one more thing. I really hope that they, the only time in that Hawk series where we looked like we actually were the better team was when Maxi played. If Maxi wasn't in the game, we just looked completely lost. No semblance of an offense, no, no cohesion. There's just sloppy. Embiid, Embiid, I do not blame Embiid whatsoever. He can only do so much. He's a center. He needs – every great big man has played with a great guard, you know, to play off of and feed him the ball, get him his – get him the – feed him the rock in his spots, get him in position, command the defense, get, pull some gravity away, someone else that can fucking score from the perimeter. He can't – he can only do so much. He did everything. He had like a – he averaged like fucking, what, 36 points a game on a torn meniscus? Like he – this is not on Embiid. This is on everybody else not uh, having any, you know. Yeah. Know, like like Shaq I didn't close out games, you know. <laughs> like you, it's hard to close out games with a center. It's just the yeah. game tightens up throughout the entire game once you get to the fourth quarter. And like Shaq always had uh, Kobe, uh, Dwayne Wade to close it out. Um, a lot of yeah. people, and Can- even myself, I was really down bad last night. Even myself, I started questioning, like, is Embiid the guy? Like, um, I mean, I don't think he gets a complete pass of everything, but he's the least of our worries. He, like, he, like, we shouldn't yeah. be focusing at all. And 
I know he had 16 turnovers in the last two games, but listen, when your point guard can't handle the ball for you in crunch time because he's afraid to get fouled and you have to initiate the offense at the center position and that's not who you are. He like, he's better than Jokic, but he's not, he doesn't play like Jokic, you know, he doesn't facilitate the game like that way. And so he's trying to force stuff. And like JB said, right before the timeout where he had that turnover that basically ended the game, he looked like Embiid. JB said Embiid looked like he was going to force something and he did. And that's exactly what happened. And that's not what he's supposed to have to do. And so Embiid, not, not perfect, was fantastic with a torn meniscus, played his heart out. He's the least of my worries. Um, the saddest part is these were weaknesses that we all predicted would surface in the playoffs. And not only did they uh, were they glaring, they came up. We thought it was going to be a problem versus the Bucks and the Nets. These came up versus the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> and I talked about it last pod. They're a fine team. They have no business being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Bucs are going to sweep them or win in five. Like, that is just very telling. It's like, it doesn't matter who we're playing in the second round. It's the second round. And maybe Ben is just a deer in the headlights and the spotlight's too big for him. I don't know what it is. And you have to read that article with Yaron Weitzman on uh, Fox Sports, I think. It's just like he's been so like non-committal to working on his jump shot and his free throws. Like he had Brett Brown hired a specific coach to help him. And he was actually shooting pretty well in his rookie year in the playoffs. He shot 70%. Then all of a sudden they switched his shooting coach to like his brother, who's like a a D2 basketball coach somewhere and like it's just gotten worse ever since and I don't know I don't know I don't know that he I'm not saying he doesn't care I just like I think he's just very arrogant and the way they approach his career was arrogant and it's just biting us in the ass I mean it's very telling when Doc Rivers has to look to a 20 year old rookie in the second round of the playoffs to lead any form of offense in the half court and this has been second coach and it's just it's just very telling when you can't rely on Ben Simmons to do anything in the half court. And I I don't think we can keep looking at the coaches. I think sometimes you just gotta look at Ben and we 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 saw us coming. I don't know. And Toby Brown like, would have won. Yeah. Sorry, I, I Rep, think so Brown would have so won too. the series. He would have won the so fucking series. We'll, we'll we'll get to Doc. We'll get to Doc too. But JB, go ahead, sorry. Toby's post game and to start, like I maybe surprisingly do not hate Toby after that game. Like, he missed maybe four bunnies when it mattered. But, like, just the old Ben's quote of I am who I am, like, I, I've applied that to Toby for, like, the last couple months. He is who he is. He's not that good. He gets paid way too much money. Or he's not worth what he gets paid, but so be it. At least he tries, and at least he gets a little vocal and tries to be that leader. Now it might be hard to be the leader when you have four points, but I don't know. In the in the tail end of Game Seven, he hit like a layup finally and was like screaming. And I, I don't. Maybe that's a stupid thing to look out for, but I don't see any other player we have doing that. Uh, no. Yeah, that was nice. And B did it after he, after that sick dunk. Which after that dunk, I said we were winning, but that's a shame that we did. What he said in his very defeated and sad post game interview, it's like the regular season doesn't matter. Like nobody plays defense. It's 70 games, like back of your mind or back of everyone's mind. Maybe you're just like, you're not going to lock down for whatever reason, injuries, energy. I don't know. But this is the, another playoff series where when the games actually matter because of the playoffs, Ben gets completely neutralized dating back to what the first Boston series, when they beat us, like, Maybe when teams try his little dribble to the foul line and throw it backwards is just like exposed for how dumb it is. He didn't even do that, man. He was crossing the half court and handing it off right away. And I was just watching him go down to, I guess, the dunker spot for basketball terms and not even moving. Like Toby would be in his normal corner and Ben would be like one foot away from him just standing there. It was awkward to watch like I cringed watching it and it didn't create anything he had what like four points a game in this series 
Yeah, our only hope was Embiid to take it from the perimeter, which, as you've already said, is should not be his role, or Seth Curry, who was lights out this playoffs and he was amazing for us. But he's unbelievable. He's got brick feet. He's not the one that yeah. should be blowing by defenders and doing these like right. slow motion floaters. Some That's not his hurt. role, right? Yeah, it, it was. He our- also he also let Kevin Herter look like the white Kobe Bryant out there. Which yeah. was a problem. Mamba. Yeah, we yeah. we need to we have to talk about that. And I'm sorry, I know I'm jumping around places, but it's just amazing how every team is able to exploit mismatches. Every time we see it all the times in the playoffs. It happens to the Sixers constantly. It happened in 18. And the Sixers can't do that. They had like we talked about last pod when they had Trey Young and Lou Williams on the floor together and we couldn't exploit that mismatch. We just one, we didn't even try to attack it. And two, maybe we just don't have the personnel to do it. Like, we don't have anyone who could punish Trey Young when they have the ball. Like, it's like, it's either Korkmaz or Seth, who, like, that's not who Seth is. He's not a dribbling playmaker. He's just a spot-up shooter. So. Yeah, but most of that, like, when other teams do it to us, it's just at will, they set a pick and they, like, force a switch. Like, we is that because we, like, don't run picks because our point guard is no threat? Like, Maybe it's in the heat of the moment and recency bias, but like maybe part of the reason that our last two professional coaches couldn't exploit mismatches is because any defensive team, any team defending us can double anyone they want. They sag off Ben and they don't have to worry about it. So, sure, Trey Young could be on Tobias Harris, but uh, fucking Gallinari can double on him if he wants to. Right, like they're going to trade some... Ben. We're we're going to trade Ben, right? We're going to trade him. It has How could to. he be back? There's no way he's. There's no way he wants to be back. And I respect his. He had good answers. He said, "I love Philly. I expect Philly to boo me. I need to be better." But there's no way Embiid is going into these exit interviews saying, "Like I want to run this back." Yeah, I. I he's, are, I'm looking are... at this right now. He's he's making he's he's guaranteed 126 million dollars over the next four years. 30. I'm oh, sorry, 33, 35, 38, 40. Who's taking so, that after the, this, after this display? This uh this leads to uh, a few questions we got for some listeners. Uh we kind of already answered the the mismatch question. It was from Slim Reaper, like why weren't we exploiting mismatches? But then we have two from Michael Key that I think we'll contribute to our next discussion. And it was what are our predictions for the off season moves. We'll start with Ben. And also I want to kind of attach this to it too. He, he asked, is Ben fixable? I say no, at least not with the Sixers. I just like, we, we talked about it uh, in a chat earlier, JB, where like some people were suggesting switching him to the four and I just like I don't think he knows how to play it for. I think he plays with the ball in his hand. That's all he knows. But the problem is he's just not a scoring threat. And in year five to have to experiment with positions with Ben Simmons, I just I have no interest in doing that anymore. I think we have to trade him. I I don't think we can keep doing this song and dance. I think his time's over. Well, Dave, you seem like you think the same way. JB, what do you think? Um, like. The ever optimist in me says, like, sure, he had the worst series ever. He's finally going to wake up to trying to do better at the things he's not good at. But I've been saying that, or everyone's been saying that for four or five years. Like, I, there's no room for him at the four if we still have Toby. So, unless we're getting rid of Toby, which that would be okay. Um, Ben could be convinced. But Ben's, I just think it's like one of the, Fultz or Wentz deals, which sucks. That, and I can't believe we're at this point. Um, I just think he needs a fresh start. And then he might be great on another team. I mean, he's still – his cocky comment about how to try young shoot, like, he's not wrong. He's an elite defender. But he uh-huh. can't even have, like, the three and super D designation because he's just a, a – of I don't know, just a statue on offense at this point if it's not a fast break. So, what, uh, he'll be good on another team. I don't think he'll be good, or I don't think he'll be here. I think the real question is, would 
Daryl doesn't seem like the kind of guy that sells low on people. That's the that's the main thing that makes me think he'll still be here because I don't think I don't think Daryl is going to sell low on him. I don't think his values at an all time low right now. He was just exposed um, on the biggest stage yet again, and uh, that's all. It's fresh. It's fresh on everybody's mind, and I don't think uh, I don't think Daryl would uh, would do that right now. And uh, I don't know, man. What do you think, Mooch? His values never been lower, right? But like, he is a twenty-four year. I hate. I hate to say this. He is a twenty-four year old, three-time All Star, uh, defensive player of the year candidate. There, there will be a market for him. But you're right. I'm not sure what people are willing to give up. Like, who's the best player right now? You think we could get for Ben Simmons? People are still throwing out that Levine or Levine name, and I don't know. No way. I think the only hope for that is because I think he's eligible for an extension. And if he doesn't sign it, maybe there's something there. Like, let's get something for him. Let's just get Ben Simmons. Maybe that's the best we can get for Zach Levine. Unless they wanted to go like future picks route, which I'm not sure they want to do since they traded away a pretty good chunk of their future for Nikola Vucevic. Exactly. So Uh he has a a shooting a shooting center, right? He can stretch the floor. So maybe that works with Ben Simmons. Maybe they talk themselves into that. Uh, that would be an absolute miracle. Like that's a dream if we got Zach Levine for Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the name that we're seeing the most is CJ McCollum. Does he move the needle for you guys? Yeah, he moves the needle for me. I love CJ McCollum. Anyone moves. The I don't needle. think Portland. I don't think. I don't think Portland does that though. That feels like a lateral really? move to Portland. I uh, I could see Portland doing it just because of their past playoff experiences where they kind of just flamed out in the first round. Maybe they're thinking we need a little more defense and Dame's got us covered from this, like the scoring standpoint, or maybe we just have, we could just wish that Dame forces a trade and wants to come play with Joel and beat on that. That's, that's also wishful thinking. Um, uh, yeah. You know what? I just want to, there are concerns about his defense. Like I said, I'll, I think I'd worry about that later. I don't think, Ben's defense was as big as a factor as we we were hoping it would be. And yeah, Trey didn't play well, but he was still dishing out, man. Trey was making some plays even though he wasn't shooting well. That's why I'm a little skeptical. Um, I know Ben, I'm not saying Ben didn't do a good job on Trey, but I think in the end in crunch time, it didn't matter. I think just, you know, the teams were down. It's It comes to crunch time and it's who can make the shots, who can make the plays. And we didn't have anyone who could make the plays. And like JB said, like Tobias, I uh, I know I'm his biggest hater, but I got to give him credit because he does look like he cares. But he just, with the roster where we have, he just, he might not, just might not be that good, you know? And I just think CJ McCollum with Embiid, I know he's not a point guard, but he's a perimeter playmaker. And that could open up things for Embiid. And maybe you start Maxi. Maybe you start sign Lowry. I don't know. But I, I'd listen to CJ McCollum. I might need – I might, like, wonder if they throw in something probably with CJ, but probably not. But I don't know. Like, Dave said he doesn't think the Blazers would even do that. But I just found a really, really interesting landing spot for Ben Simmons on the trade machine. And it's kind of – there's something there. It's not done yet. It's not complete. Um, it's just all I found is it's a three-team trade. Right now I only have the Sixers and one of the other teams. It depends on what happens in the lottery tomorrow night. But I think there's something Ooh. here. Do you want me to give you the loose framework or wait and see how the lottery shakes out and maybe come up with a complete three-team trade on the next pod? Please no, give it to me. Yeah, we can update it. All right. All right, I there's a team in the West that had a very disappointing year, and Ben Simmons feels like a good third piece next to their two young pieces. The team is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the two players are D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns. Ben Simmons at the four with D'Lo running the offense and stretch Carl Towns at the five? That's fun. I like that. I like that. 
No, that was fun. What would Minnesota? What would Minnesota? They have the cap room um, to absorb Ben's thirty. How much is Ben making? Thirty-three million dollars next year. They who would they give up? They would give up uh, uh, Anthony Edwards makes ten million dollars. There's no way they give uh, up Edwards, right? I don't know. Was he worthy of the number one pick? Was he really that good? He didn't even win rookie of the year. I don't know. He was like fine. You know, like he's he's he. I tell you what, he's a cool personality. I like him. <laughs> Isn't he the one that said he Anthony? Didn't like yeah. He said he didn't like basketball. That's a that's a major fucking red flag. If you ask me. But uh, Philadelphia. Well, here's oh the thing. Not that. Not no no no. Anthony Edwards isn't coming back to us. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah. Anthony Edwards wouldn't come back to Philly. Anthony Edwards would go to a third team, along with their lottery pick if it doesn't go to Golden State. Oh, I Anthony okay. Edwards. Anthony Edwards and the fifth overall pick or whatever it might end up being tomorrow would get rerouted somewhere else for somebody that would come back to Philly. I haven't figured, I haven't thought that far into it yet. What I'm saying is if I'm a Minnesota fan, I would be interested in that. A big three of D'Angelo Russell's Ben Simmons and Carl Towns to grow with. That's interesting to me. That makes sense. That fits. I feel like they fit. They complement each other. You know, Ben wouldn't have to be rely. He wouldn't be under a microscope for all his shortcomings. Like he is here. It feels like a good for how funny would that be, Ben in Minnesota? <laughs> hey, what, what, what do we need for a trade like this to come? We need a team that's desperate, and that's probably Minnesota, right? We need a, a, few we need a team seasons. that, yeah, we need a team that's rebuilding, that's going to get rid of somebody that wants out, that doesn't want Ben Simmons back, but wants like young players and picks. Yeah. What if they, what if they offer us D low? No. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't. I think no. They would. There's no way they do that. And keep Anthony Edwards. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they go. With, I, I think D'Lo uh, kind of sticks. I think D'Lo kind of sticks. I I used to love him. But I like, like him. The, yeah, I, the I more would, I watch him, I think he's kind of a loser. Give me Fox. Although there's no way with Divock out of the picture. Yeah. I would love. No, I would they love have. Fox. I would love Fox. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. They have Monty McNair. Is a is a Daryl Morey disciple. They're not that stupid. Although I don't know how they let Bogdanovich get away for nothing. That was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, um, no, that's horrible. Um, but I don't know the, the D'Angelo Russell, Ben Simmons, Carl Towns big three intrigues me. If I'm a Timberwolves fan, and what uh, if uh, can I add to the third team possibility? Sure. What if what if Bradley Beal doesn't want to play for the Wizards anymore? That's what I was thinking. And the Wizards were like, all thinking. right, let's get a nice young player. Number five overall pick for Brad Beal. That sounds like a, a good haul. The fifth pick and, in the draft and the former number one overall pick in Anthony Edwards. That and, sounds like uh, a pretty good haul for someone who doesn't want to play for you anymore, you know? Yeah. And Minnesota, like, they're, they're probably worried that Towns might leave eventually. So, they, the last-ditch effort, let's get Ben Simmons. He's a three-time All-Star. Yeah. If you and D'Angelo Russell. Two-time defense fits, player of the year. There you go. Yeah, so that, that's something to be said. It's interesting, right? There's something there. I'm not ready yet. We got to see how the lottery there. shakes out tomorrow. But I think there might be some. And if the, if they don't keep the pick, maybe they do like uh, Anthony Edwards and Malik Beasley. They have Malik Beasley making 14 million dollars a year for three years. I like Malik Beasley. That's interesting to me. Maybe like uh, Edwards, Beasley, and like someone else to fill a contract, and we flip Edwards for something else to come back with Beasley. I don't know. But hey, uh, what if uh, what if that Minnesota pick does convey to Golden State, and Golden State goes, "Hey, let's let's change, let's swap this and Wiseman for Ben Simmons," and then we get another third I team involved. That would be, I think, something they would. I think they'd have to move on from Draymond. I don't think you can have Ben and Draymond on the same team. Uh, but strong, yeah. Ben Ben with Stephen Clay is another ideal landing spot for Ben. I mean, if he's going to salvage his career and play with guys that, you know, will mask his deficiencies, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are probably the two best to do it. So, I don't know. I think I don't think we're totally dead here. I don't think we're totally stuck. I, I trust Daryl to figure it out. But um, I'm keeping an eye. I don't know. Something about Russell Simmons and Towns. I feel like that's like a, once upon a time, that was like a, at the beginning of the process, that was a, a dream big three of mine. Maybe that's why I, I like it so much. I don't know. Feels like I've written that one down before or something. 
Yeah, we actually answered a couple questions from a few listeners, uh, Dwayne Kenny and Neil Plattis, who was, they were asking who in their right mind would take Ben Simmons from us. And I think we kind of answered that. We need a team that's desperate enough to not want to hit the reset button, but wants to add to their core. And maybe a third, we probably, it might need, we might need a third team to be involved just so for the flexibility, a team that's, you know, trying to get younger, trying to rebuild. Those are the teams we could, Daryl could, possibly exploit um but you're right dave uh daryl doesn't seem like a guy who will sell low so if the deal isn't there to his liking i definitely see a world where ben simmons is on the team to start next year uh maybe he even like let's go like let's wait it out let ben kind of hopefully he kills it to start the regular season and maybe his value rises who knows but uh god it would be so frustrating if ben's still here I just I, – I can't take it. I, I'm already dreading the workout videos that are going to come out. There's already talks that from Brian Windhorst that he might switch hands five years into his NBA oh career. He God. might start shooting with his right Stop. hand. Uh, Jesus I, Christ. So we named a few players, Levine, McCollum, Fox. Don't know how really possible those are. are there, who's, who's the worst player you trade Ben Simmons for? Malik Beasley. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I, I never. I meant to say, I meant to say, Malik Monk. Actually, I butchered that joke. <laughs> I, I think Daryl gets a, a deal done before the end of the year. There's 29 other teams, right? Someone's going to take a shot at. Someone's going to convince themselves. Someone, um, someone's going to. Yeah, and yep. I'm ready for it. Um, he's definitely ready for mm-hmm. it. Embiid's definitely ready for it. Doc's yeah, dude. Can we talk about that MB quote when they asked them what was the turning point of the game? I don't know. It got mm. it got taken out of context, right? I, like, a yeah, little bit, but like I think the way he worded it though was like it seemed like he was giving like a, a little half-hearted shot. Yeah, and then maybe he started feeling bad, so he like took some blame himself. Yeah, that's what I think what happened. Like um, if, if it had no other sentences after what like Hoffman originally posted. Um, it would have been the most like, wow, this team is blowing up after this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Since he hedged it a little bit. I mean, there's just no way he wants to run it back. No way. So uh, that play we're talking about, Ben, I think Gallo probably swiped at the ball. Ben got around him, had a wide open dunk. But instead he did, he jumped up a little bit and passed it off to Thibault, who got fouled, only made one free throw. That was the most pathetic play I've ever seen in Sixers history. That was so bad. And I think that to this point is a career defining play, in my opinion. That's just Ben mm-hmm. Simmons and Philly in a nutshell. And uh got that was uh I was like shouting to myself. You uh you could ask Amanda, that wasn't a pretty scene. And uh this is from someone who was already kind of broken. And I just could not believe that he passed off that ball. It was a horrible, horrible play. Uh yeah, he's got the he's got the yips. He's at, he actually has the yips. He's got the he's got the faults. He's got That's the insane, monsters man. got him. They, That's took, crazy. they took his talent. They back to back drafts. The two most bizarre cases in the de- last decade in the NBA: Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons, both number one overall picks, back to back by the Philadelphia 76ers. What are the fucking chances? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think um, Toby's getting away with not being slandered enough? I know JB, you talked about how his effort and attitude was, was fine for him, but like he's getting paid a lot of money to be what we need. And he just, I don't think he's good enough. Do you think, would you be open to possibly keeping Ben and trying to flip Toby for maybe some kind of perimeter creation? Or do you think that's not even in the question? I just feel like sure. I'd be open to it and I could buy back in. I just think there's no way. There's no way Ben wants to return here. No way. And I almost believe just as confidently that Embiid would rather play alongside someone else. Not even at like, I don't think Embiid's a dickhead enough to ever say that. Yeah. Or like, and I don't think that would be him taking a shot of like, I fucking hate this dude. I just think like, hey, this hasn't worked in the playoffs. We need to try pairing me with someone else. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, guys, where does this rank in terms of uh, your Philadelphia heartbreaks? Uh, I felt worse after the uh, quadruple doink. 
I really did. Yeah. I felt worse after that. Yeah. JB. No, I I'm not good at these types of questions, like comparing too many things, but if I had to compare just this these two, I think this one got me worse. Like I after game five, I feel like I've been like numb for since whenever that was. Like game six, I thought we were losing by 20 the whole game and somehow we won. This game, I was not at one point confident. Yeah. It just seemed like it was all leading up to – I thought it was going to be like a last-minute like heartbreaker, but it was almost that bad. But, yeah, we just – and the sucky part, too, is like as we opened with, we knew it was going to happen, and it still <laughs> fucking stings so bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just like they were, they were just such a good villain team. Like John Collins, like – He'd be fun to root for if he was on your team, but fuck him. Trey Young doing those push-ups, like, oh, I hate them so much, but good for them. I, I give them respect. I, I think they had no business winning this series, and they went out and they took it, you know. Uh, I think we definitely gave it away, but, hey, they, they're the team that made the plays down the stretch, and they, they deserve the win. We didn't deserve to win this series. Uh, never felt like a win last game. Uh like you were saying, JB, you felt numb after game five. That was me. I had coworkers like very gently coming up to me and like, hey, bud, you're, mm-hmm. are you okay? And I was like, I was fine. And I, and I think that's because after game five, I thought we were doomed. It just, I didn't see us winning the series after such a meltdown like that. And in terms of where this ranks in terms of heartbreak, I think it's a clear cut number one. Uh, you could definitely make an argument for 2019. I can see why you would. Uh, that was the reason that hurts so much is like that was probably the, the team that really could have won the championship. This team, I I talked myself into it just like anyone else, and we wanted to root for them. And I did at one point believe they could have won it, but then you look at their flaws and there's just too much to overcome. This was us this year was just so much more embarrassing than any other year, I think. Even last year where we got swept. At least we had an excuse to say Ben Simmons was hurt and it was the bubble and it was weird. And we had the stupid roster creation with Al Horford and Josh Richardson. This year, I think we really had no business losing to this Hawks team. This was the best Sixers team of our lives, and we couldn't even beat the Atlanta Hawks. And that really, really hurts. Um, like, that's bad. I don't know. Was this team better than 2019 team? I, have, I think from the, the beginning to the end of the year, I thought so. Um, but if we're going to look at playoff strengths, that 2019 team had Jimmy Butler. So the heat, we had a true closer. So that's a good point, JB. Maybe they aren't the best team we ever had, but that team in 2019 played so little together, you know, that it didn't even feel like a full season, but, uh, you, you got a point there, but this, there's no way this, a team of this caliber should have lost to a team like the Atlanta Hawks. And, and they did. And. We chose Ben over Jimmy, which process over results. Maybe like Daryl probably would have made the same decision. I feel like, but everyone was. Everyone would have. You know, it's yeah, a, it's, it's the second. same 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 reason you take when you pick Wentz over uh, right. Foles. Right. Right. Same same logic. Second year All Star. You know, you you think he's going to develop, and it just turns out he just never did. And uh. Yeah, it's painful. Uh, you what what could have happened if if you pick Jimmy? Maybe you trade Ben Simmons for a King's ransom. You know, like they were saying back then, we could trade Ben Simmons for like Devin Booker, and then we were, we were probably like, no, no way, we're not doing that. Uh, imagine having a Booker, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid. Man, you imagine uh, just having Booker? That'd be so cool. <laughs> so good. He, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Dario. Go, go, Suns. Uh, yeah. I also feel bad because I don't want to curse them because uh, I might jinx them by by rooting for them. A Sun a Suns Hawks finals would be awesome, actually. <laughs> I I think the Bucks are Trey Young really, the Bucks would have swept Trae us. Young I think the Bucks, Bucks would have killed us. I think I think this is, might be a blessing in disguise because we would have, you know, moved on, had more of our time wasted. I think the Bucks would have swept the floor of us. As as annoying. Wild as the Bucks are, they're just way better than we are. They have a few people who can get buckets at the end of the games, and we don't. Yeah. I actually agree. The Bucks, the Bucks definitely would have beat us, and by us getting embarrassed by the Hawks, that opens the door for a real change this summer. Um, 
Is that for a reason? Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, where, how will you look back on this season Uh, as a whole? Embiid took another leap. Maxi, we got a good young player that could be a, a, a real piece of this team, and that's literally it. <laughs> Failure is how I look at this year. Yep. Yeah. Big, big flop. No I don't think – Big flop. Don't think you could look at it this year as anything other than a monumental failure. Which that stupid-ass Doc quote. Like, I don't want anyone thinking this is a failure. First of all, you said, like, the game before, we're not done yet. We need to get to yeah. the <laughs> So, you're – dumbest hypocritical comment ever um and two how you're a championship contender if you don't win the championship or at least get there it's a failure what are you saying i think doc should call up garnett paul pierce and ray allen and thank you and thank them for his one ring because uh the stats for doc in game sevens and clutch games are pretty appalling like they're pretty bad like I think he has 29 losses with a chance to clinch a a series, and that's the most all time. We gotta talk. We got, we even talked about Doc. I, I, he doesn't even deserve to be called Doc. Glenn Glenn Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible, horrible series. We uh, blew multiple leads, just like his teams have in the past. Uh, three to one leads, and they blew double digit leads in the games, and. He just in game one, he just seemed like he wasn't prepared. He didn't have the rotations down. He was flip flopping all around the place and he was kind of experimenting in game one, cost us that game. Blew an 18 point, 26 point lead in game four and five. Uh, I thought he did a horrible, horrible job. Went to his all bench lineup sometimes with Toby. Uh, but I unfortunately, guys, I think he's here to stay. What do you guys think? There's no way we fire him. We already owe Brett money. We're not going to be paying three coaches. Um, he didn't, his criticisms, and there were quite a few outspoken people on Twitter saying they didn't want him when we were in the coaching search. Um, I don't know, some, some came to fruition. I mean, he, we thought he was experimenting with these lineups and we thought it was so cool during the regular season that we could play 10, 11 people and keep our guys fresh, but we assumed that would end in the playoffs. When Durant and Harden, both with like, injury risks or current injuries are playing 45 minutes plus and we play I don't know six six bench players like adjust please they make adjustments uh, I, I think Dave said it earlier I think if, if Brett coached this team they're probably not losing this series Brett for all the all the stuff Brett gets he was a decent playoff adjustment coach and uh hey he's probably sipping uh i don't know so my tie on a beach somewhere not having to deal with this stupid ass franchise so good for you brett you don't have to go through this shit uh some crazy stats that the sixers lost two home games all last year and they lost three home games in this series to the atlanta hawks that is absolutely insane. Like people were saying, you know, win game six, there's no way they they beat us three times in Philly in a series, right? And I'm like, I don't know, man. This it's the Sixers, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, guys, the last thing I have is Dave, you want to go through that Brandon Smith trade? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, let me get them pulled up. So there were a couple of interesting ones. Shout out to B Smith. Um, can you guys hear me? I had to close out of Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Um, let's see. What is B. Smith saying? All right. So the first one that B. Smith sent over is similar to a trade, a fake trade that uh, Sixers Group Therapy's own June Wan suggested a few weeks ago, where I said I would consider if there were picks attached. Nuge, I believe you you weren't you, you didn't like it. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Okay. No. What the fuck? All right. Here we go. Uh, first trade. It's a three-team trade between the Sixers, the Spurs, and the Raptors. 
Um, I guess it's a sign and trade because we are getting Kyle Lowry back. Um, so Sixers receive Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, and Gary Trent Jr. Reuniting Brian Colangelo's <laughs> pride and joy, Lowry and DeRozan in Philly, but with Embiid and Toby. Interesting. Um, the Spurs get Ben Simmons and Stanley Johnson. So really they're giving up DeRozan for Simmons. I think they do that in a heartbeat. And then uh, the Raptors get back Tobias Harris and George Hill. So they're giving up Kyle Lowry, Gary Trent, and Stanley Johnson for Tobias Harris. So when – just my, my first thought on it is that I don't think the Raptors put uh, – want to pair Tobias Harris with uh, Pascal Siakam. That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, but they also are really not giving up much for him, and they're, they would lose Lowry for nothing otherwise. So maybe they – do it in hopes of flipping Toby for something else. I don't know, but uh, and I think the Spurs would do that. And June's suggestion was uh, Simmons for Dejounte Murray and Lonnie Walker. Um, I said I would do that if the Spurs gave us a bunch of picks too. Um, so how do you guys feel about both of those? Any yay or nay on either of them? Um, I don't know enough about the Spurs guys to answer that. Who was? What was the team giving up Gary Trent? What was their deal in the three, three-way three trade? So the Raptors give up, I guess, sign and trade Kyle Lowry to us, and they also flip uh, Gary Trent, and who was the third one? Stanley Johnson or something? Uh, yeah, so Stanley Johnson. So yeah. just a salary filler. So they flip uh, Lowry, Johnson, and um, Gary Trent into Toby. So it's basically like Gary Trent for Toby. Because, like, they – I don't know. I guess they – They're just, losing Lowry for nothing anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't Gary Trent pretty good? Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't know. All I want is a score. I don't literally like, – <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather have Gary Trent than Toby. <laughs> yeah. I think so, I would too. <laughs> Especially for that contract. Uh, I think the Raptors <laughs> definitely say no. I don't think they want any part of Toby. Uh, Spurs definitely say yes because, you know, they're, they're headed south anyway and – Ben Simmons is a nice maybe spark for them. Um, Popovich would just, turn would turn Ben into LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> also. Oh, I'd love that. Um, Fox. Do you think the Sixers are a better a better team trading Ben basically Ben Tobias George Hill and swapping them for Lowry DeRozan Gary Trent? Do you think we're more poised for a championship with that team? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even I really. I'm not even fully registering any of these players, but I'm just going to answer yes. Anyway. I'm just going to say yes, too. <laughs> if I was actually, I'd do that. Just cause, just, cause for, just for the perimeter creation, I'd love that. Our cap is yeah. Our cap is filled. Like, we need to – there's nothing we could do around the edges that will fix us. Like, right. we need mm-hmm. to do a major trade. We need a shake-up. Um, yep. Brandon also had a, a second trade that uh, – I got this one, Dave, so you don't have to exit out on your phone – um Thank you. this one i loved for obvious reasons but it's uh the sixers get it's a three-way trade between the sixers the chicago bulls and the charlotte hornets the sixers get zach levine and terry rogier the bulls get gordon hayward thibel shake milton and the hornets get tobias harris george hill and pat williams well, it's fantastic for the Sixers. I don't think the Bulls or the Hornets do it. <laughs> I think the I actually think the maybe the Hornets do it, but I don't think the Bulls give up. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Levine for um those for that collection of Gordon Hayward and whatever else it was, Matisse yeah. Thibel and Shake Milton. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't see them doing that. Maybe if Zach Levine like the like didn't want to sign an extension there, maybe. But I don't know. That doesn't seem like a good haul for Zach Levine. And uh, I would love Terry Rozier and, and Zach Levine on the Sixers. I would love. I would love Terry Rozier. I might trade Ben Simmons for Terry Rozier. Um, <laughs> like that. I don't think I don't Ter- think the Hornets do it because I I would rather have Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier than Tobias Harris. Say that again. You'd rather have Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier than Tobias Harris? Yeah, I, I would. Absolutely, too. no doubt. Wow, about I, it. Would, I would. I would yeah. too. Yeah, I would do that. No doubt. Fuck about yeah. It. Ooh, um, I like that. So 
guys, if you're listening, yeah, keep sending us keep sending us a trade request. We we'll, we'll talk about it on the pod. It'll make uh it'll make Vlade Divox uh life a little easier with the fake trades of the week. But uh, keep sending the yeah, trade request because we, let's get like Ben Simmons it. off his team. <laughs> it's time. No, wait a get minute, wait a 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 minute. Rogier, Curry, Hayward, Simmons, and Bead. I like that. I like Rozier, Curry, Hayward, Embiid. Wait, who's a Simmons Embiid? Simmons, Simmons Embiid. Oh, like oh, like flop swap Tobias for Hayward and Rozier. Yeah, I don't think nah, Hayward's probably it. better. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think the Hornets no. though. I think the Hornets probably like what they have with Flamelo and and those guys, and they were pretty fun to watch last year. <sighs> yeah, but wait, we could dream, right? Yeah. Until we wake up, Nish. Until we wake up. Until we wake up. All right, fellas. Uh, All right. I don't feel any better, but it mm-hmm. is what it is. We'll talk in the offseason. We'll talk about fake trades. Maybe we'll talk about Roth RAs and different topics and, mm. I don't know, Bitcoin. Sounds good. Uh, we'll we'll no. do one whenever we feel like it. We'll do some, hey, the draft lotteries tomorrow. The NBA draft will yes. be soon. Uh, who are you guys picking to go meet in the finals? Uh, Suns, Bucks, and who wins? And unfortunately, unfortunately, I think ah, what if the, could the Suns win the title? I don't know, man. I, mean, I don't it know. Seems weird to me, but I think they're the best team left. I don't they're know. Really good. But so are the Bucks, aren't they? I'll be. I, but Giannis, I don't know. Is, Giannis is dumb. Giannis is dumb. I think like the Bucks, ben. the Bucks compared to the Sixers are way better. But like. They're losing in five if only Kyrie is healthy. If the Nets had just Kyrie, Harden in play, the Nets were going to win in five. I, I firmly believe that. If the only thing that can make the year any worse is if the Bucks win, that would be so bad. Um, do we even know what's going on with Kawhi? They said an ACL injury, non-specific. They don't say they didn't say what happened, but he's out for the first two games of the series. Maybe he comes back and becomes God Kawhi again. I don't know, but I'll probably take the Suns over the Bucks, and I'll say the Suns in six. Wow. Yeah, I miss basketball. I've been watching it every night. I might just not watch basketball anymore. I, I think I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm fed up with. I don't think season. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna watch a single game. I did after the Kawhi shot. I didn't watch a single game after that. And I don't. I don't think I'm gonna watch a single game after this. The Sixers broke me. <sighs> I think I'm gonna start committing my time to important things in my life. You know, got a few trips to plan. <laughs> wedding in February. Gotta start looking at those yeah. things. Buy some stocks. We're better off. I, I'll, I'll start learning about the stock market. Yeah, we'll have a finance episode. We'll yeah. finance Anything you want to talk about? We'll Joey, Joey will teach us everything. <laughs> Sixes group therapy, open mic night. We'll just talk about whatever you want. All right. I like that. All right. All right, talk fellas. Thanks for having on. All right. See ya. Good stuff, fellas. See you. See you, buddy. Take care.